So before we get into the Nam wrap-up episode, we have a an apology we would like to make to our listeners. At the end of the last episode, we mentioned that the next episode would be uh, an interview with Noise Engineering. We did do a Noise Engineering interview, and uh, it was great. It was fantastic. However, due to some technical difficulties, the audio for that interview turned out to be complete shit. The laptop we were recording on crapped itself, so we switched to plan B, and we tried to record everything through a portable recorder. Um, The interview was done via Skype, so we were trying to record us asking them questions and their answers through the speakers, through the portable recording device. Uh, Unfortunately, it just turned out way too poor quality to release. We really appreciate Stephen and Chris taking the time to answer our questions and uh, just hanging out with us for a while. But yeah, if you're wondering why you don't hear us mentioning noise engineering modules, and there's quite a few good ones that did come out, uh, or at least was announced at NAMM, uh, in this wrap-up episode, that is why, because we had planned on dedicating an entire episode to that. wrapped up it's done the year of the semi-modular yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of semi-modulars yeah. or how i stopped worrying <laughs> and learned to love the wavetable asks <laughs> you pick the title I, uh, i'm one going with the both. other you just yeah. put a semicolon between them <laughs> just keep going forever <clears throat> that entire thing or yeah yeah, yeah the, like the dr strange love style mm-hmm. yeah. there were there were a lot of monos I think uh, first one off the bat was the Manther. We were all curious to see um, what Maleko's been cooking up mm-hmm. for a while. Manther being, what is it, like 2,600 base or something? Or am I wrong on that? Or 2,600-ish? They have the, w- their own shit all over it. I, I took notes. Oh, he did too? Yeah, because I was excited about it. I, I will say I was happy to see the BFF right behind it, although yeah, there yeah. were no samples of that. I was like, cool, because that's the interesting one to me. Yeah, I don't think that was functional. I was, this is creepy, but it was on, you know, we're friends with Ben Davis on Facebook. And he was like, oh, back from Nam," And I saw Scott Yeager posted like, all right, BFF time. Mm. So nice. That bodes well. Uh, maybe they're just be- best friends forever. <clears throat> yeah, maybe they're just best friends. Yeah. Still no forever. sight or sound of Mr. D, but at least we know the BFF is in progress right behind it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I took some technical notes on it because uh, I didn't know I was in the market for a monosynth. Until I saw mm-hmm. this thing at uh, Nam, and now I'm kind of sold. Maleko posted it all on the website, so it's, it's got a SEM 3340 voice chip. Nice. Same as found in the 101. Yep. And nice. the 202. Nice. So that made me happy right off the bat, because that was immediately what I thought of when I was watching this video. I was like, there's a lot of stuff out there right now that is trying to tap into the 101 territory. I was like, but none of them have gotten me as excited as this thing did in like a five-minute demo video. Because it's got like... the the form factor it kind of had the sound you know mm-hmm. the, the filter isn't very 101-ish but it still sounds good you know and just everything looks immediate on it i was like this thing looks like somebody shot a 101 into space had it circuit <laughs> bent by fucking aliens and shot it back down to earth and i was like 
So what the fuck is in this thing? But for the filter, it's running a CEM, or I'm sorry, SSM 2044, which is found in the Monopoly and the Poly 6. It's in a bunch of other stuff too, but nothing I was too familiar with. Mm. That's a, I, I love that filter. Luke actually made a DIY version of that, and I had a module of it for a while. It was just PCB panel. Nice. And uh, man, it sounded really good. Awesome. Actually, that reminds me, I'm going to try to get that from you. <laughs> I mean, the demo sounded good, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I was analyzing it, I was like, okay, it doesn't sound like a mini brute. You know, I mean, it's definitely not like a yeah. Parker Steiner vibe, but it's also not like 101 ish, but it did have like a really nice sound. That's the two main chips in it. And then you got all the sequencer functions from the Variegate 8 Plus and the 4 Plus embedded in there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Parameter recording on everything. Uh, it's got a built-in delay. I couldn't find any details on what the delay is. I don't know if it's analog or digital. Maybe or one of their pedals, maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. they definitely have a few of them, yeah. It, it sounded good. It's a nice touch. That's the only effect, I believe, that's on it. It's a delay. You know, it definitely <laughs> added flavor in mm -hmm. the demos that they were given. I was like, okay, I can appreciate that for sure. Yeah, I will say of all the mono synths that seemed like they came out, um, at first I just lumped that one in. I was like, oh, all these... Stupid mono sense, but that's the one I think after watching demo videos mm -hmm. that you kind of, after triangulating the sound through various kind of halfway there videos, I'm like, that one has the most promise, I think. Yeah. I, I, all the mono synths seem to have like, you know, semi-modular capabilities, but this one seems to have the best modular capabilities yeah. in my opinion, at least the ones that are most interesting to, to me. I like the layout too, the way they have <clears> the 16-step <throat> keyboard, 16-step, um, you know, sequencer and then the little keyboard keys after it yeah it's like i wish everything was kind of like that yeah yeah it's 16 keys but i believe it's a 64 step pattern that you can do so. the suggested retail is going to be 650 that's not bad yeah that's cool not terrible you know it's mm -hmm. it's more than the mini brute s2 or 2s rather mm -hmm. i don't know the, the mini brutes looked pretty good too but this just is more appealing to me <laughs> you know the mini brute seems good if you want to do a very traditional synth thing you know this thing looks like you get a little more freaky with it i do have notes about the mini mini brute s2 and most of them are glowing take it away Dan. um yeah go for it so i mean just the idea of skipping the keys altogether and going with a sequencer and pads um i think it's brilliant because hmm. uh, not everyone plays with keys and the, the patch bay i thought uh everything looks brilliantly laid out yeah i think you can see everything like the metalizer mm -hmm. all that jazz so some odd normalizations on it i'll say like they have ad going to the vca and adsr going to the filter by default mm. you think it would be flipped mm. but i don't know what the logic was yeah there, i don't either yeah that a lot of patch points though like yeah 40 or something and uh even the rack brute the weird sort of like thing with the rack yeah. behind it at first i was like ah eh, that's that seems like a gimmick that seems kind of dumb the, but the more i saw it and especially with it collapsed i sort of warmed up to it if you're interested in uh you know sort of like dipping a toe in the modular this seems like a great uh way to sort of get in on that and i thought it sounded great a lot of videos did sound like shit yeah. um but i think that's just the nature of yep. synth shows and um even the arturia one on their site it's like, 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 oh, I'm going to be the keyboardist in a band. And, like, they're just playing, like, really, really mundane shit. Yeah. Um, but then there was a couple other videos where, like, someone's, like, like really tinkering with it. And I thought uh, they were getting some decent sounds out of it. Yeah, that video on their website was kind of hard to judge because there was a lot going on. Like, there's 
the girl singing and yeah. he has like another keyboard going underneath it and there's all the other elements. I'm like, okay, I just want to hear this thing. I don't need a video trying to get me to visualize myself as a rock star in a band. Like just <laughs> show me what this thing can do. But yeah, the videos that I did check out that were just like demos at NAMM, they sounded fairly good. It's got two oscillators this time, which is nice. It's got all the stuff. Um, I believe it has the ARP engine and you know all the sequencer features which if i remember correctly you can have three different layers going on which is pretty cool really yeah huh. i don't like I, I don't know how that works mm -hmm. uh, but it's a monosynth but you can have three separate layers i think going simultaneously on the sequencer yeah it sounded good and i, I agree that rack root i think is genius on their part you know what i mean like yeah obviously the theme right now is make shit integratable you know, right. modular compatible. And a lot of people are doing that slowly. Arturia, like this isn't the first time they've done the patch bay. Like that was a good first step. Seems like a lot of other people are following suit and now all of a sudden they're like, you know what, we're gonna sell you our own rack. Yeah. You know, you can expand upon our synths and act as a gateway into the modular world for people that don't already have a case. I think that's genius. Yeah, because now you can go to Guitar Center, get a keyboard you can play, and the little rack thing that integrates right with it, and you're ready to like start the addiction and order yeah, stuff. Yeah, attaches like right modular. to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes me wonder if they're actually gonna maybe offer a module soon. You know what I mean? That seems like a logical yeah. next step. You've supplied the the Gillette model, and now they can start selling some razors. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd, yeah, because they could just even the Steiner filter yeah, and say, stuff like that. I would totally buy a mm -hmm. Steiner Parker filter for them. Sounds good. And with a with a CVable uh, brute force function, <laughs> right. you know, I, I would I would buy it for the right price. Just saying. Um, Waldorf Quantum. That's been teased before, but now they're like should be out in a few months. Did you did you see how much it's going to cost? Oh yeah, five grand. I have I have my two uh two super pricey things that I really like from <laughs> Nam. Yeah. That I would if I had infinite infinite money, Waldorf Quantum, Eventide H nine thousand, both <sighs> fucking stellar. Yeah. Me. Both yeah. together would probably be around twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Even though I knew I couldn't afford it, I did watch the videos for that Quantum, though. It does yeah. sound oh, yeah. fucking Same. nice. Yeah. I love Waldorf, man. Yeah. I mean, there's always, I'm sure there's something wrong with it, but <laughs> it's actually working. Like, it looks great. The specs look great. I'll never own it, um, but it's lust. Like, oh, that looks oh, great. Yeah. I just hope, like, oh, please just do, like, a smaller one that's cheaper. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like a paired down Blofeld style thing with some, like, new shit in it. Oh. I'd be all over it, but they did have a another keyboard that they debuted there. Oh, the, the string, string thing with yeah. the bow coder. That was kind of cool too. Not I, not up my alley. Right. But. I actually had a very strikingly different response to that. Oh, it's yeah? the uh, the STVC. Mm -hmm. hmm. It's the string and vocoder. Uh, I the fr like I listened to a bunch of videos and like, I kept coming back to. It's, I imagined myself walking past a, like a piano store in the mall in the 80s, <laughs> and that was the sound that was coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and not in a good way. It was, no. it was really, um, I was really underwhelmed by it, and sounds goofy, and then when someone would start singing into the vocorder, it seemed like a joke at some point. I, I think that thing is going to sell like hotcakes. Probably. Oh, definitely. In the synthwave scene? Oh. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. But yeah, there was more, more monosense. We had... Radical Delta CEPA, 
and the new Boom Stars from Studio Electronics. They're doing like Mark IIs of these, I believe. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, yeah, they, there wasn't much coverage on them, but um, yeah, they they're like they have wood panels on the sides now. Oh, yeah. that's new. And they're like twice as much as those other ones were. But just for the wood panel. That's what people were joking <laughs> about online. They're like, I would love to upgrade my current one, but why is it like almost twice the price? Is it just because of the wood panels? Like, but. Are there supposed to be new features? I mean, all kidding aside about the wood panels. I didn't see much about the features themselves or even what they were modeled on. Like, it was a real brief blurb I found online just mm. showing, like, a screenshot of a couple of them and suggested price and things like that. We were, could probably were, dig it up. Were they actually there? Because I don't remember seeing any videos <clears throat> of anyone stopping at the booth and talking to them. I don't know. I found it on uh, Matrix Synth. Mm. Okay. It, it was from them, but maybe it was just, like, an announcement type thing. Maybe there weren't any demos or anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. That radical one, that's the, uh, the, the like the huge voice, but it's in Eurorack form? It's in both. They have it as oh. a module or a semi-module standalone monosynth. I didn't see the standalone, but I saw I, I saw a bunch of videos in, of the, the Eurorack version. It's not really for me because I'm not looking for like a giant a full voice, full yeah. voice like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but they were getting good sounds out of it. It sounded... It sounded good, yeah. Yeah. Even the Sonic State guy was like, this is a fat sounding synth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it definitely had like a good tone to it, but yeah, not really my thing. But yeah, they, I have here marked under my underwhelming section, I have DSI Profit Revision 2, mm-hmm. which is another yearly profit revision. I think we've gotten one every year now for like the last eight years. Yeah, I'm <laughs> lost. Like, I don't even yeah. know what their product yeah. line is anymore. They, they didn't even talk about anything new. Just like, okay, another profit revision. Bit underwhelming. Um, Dave, I think you have some words about this one. The Udo Newman touchscreen synthesizer. Oh, shit. I heard oh. you were really excited about this one. I was super excited <laughs> for it. Um, you watched the entire video. I could only get through five seconds. Yeah, man, same here. You watched the whole thing? No, no. Oh, okay. I could only get through like five seconds. <laughs> so I was going to say. So wait, you guys didn't actually hear the sound of it? I, I skipped forward mm-hmm. and heard like one piano sound and I just closed it. Yeah. I, think, I think watching the video really um, helped because there's so much build up and there's so much talking and there's so much. It's a huge touchscreen. Um, there's all kinds of controls. Everything's sort of flashing. And then to have that build up, that that anticipation, and then he presses down those keys, and it is a fucking piano. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Good for you, man. I feel like you might be fucking with me. <laughs> like, like, good job. You you got me to sit and watch your fucking video. It was it was a it was a calamity. It's really a, a, a truly remarkable calamity. I, mean, I saw it and was like, this is truly the worst of all worlds. Like, <laughs> is this not worse than a laptop? Like, I'd rather just have a Windows. Like, I don't know. So it's yeah. inconvenient on every level. Yeah. It's probably going to cost a million dollars. And it kind of looks fragile. Yeah. So it's going to break almost oh, yeah. immediately. That screen's going to get shattered immediately. <laughs> It's not Gorilla Glass. The minute, like, <laughs> the minute someone drops their quarter-inch cable trying to plug it in, and things just spider webs across the whole screen. It's just a constant piano drone after you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's essentially a giant iPad attached yeah. to a keyboard yeah, at, yeah, like, five times the price. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and only does that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, props to you for getting through the entire video. Yeah, man. Thanks. That's took one for the team there. Yes. <laughs> Stepped into the plate. Um, I have here the Alesis Vortex. What? Mm. Yeah. A, uh, a brand new, innovative MIDI keytar. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I have I have one note for that. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, it just says fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught it, dude. Like I'm digging through all the stuff, <laughs> looking for you know, did I miss anything important? And then I was like, what the fuck. I was like, did I just scroll past the keytar? And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot and open it. It's not even a keytar. It's just a fucking controller. Yeah, just a controller. I'm like, doesn't this exist in like a million different formats already? Like, who the hell still uses like a, a keytar MIDI controller? But this one has a, a, like eight pads on it. Yeah, yeah and, it, and a and a slider. Oh, so innovative. Oh, how much? A <laughs> <laughs> oh, one that I was kind of uh, on was the Volcom mixer. It was like so close. I missed that. They're so far away. There's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. I mean, first off, it claims to be four channels, but it's actually not. It's three. It's two mono and one stereo. Oh, so they did the... Mm. Yeah. Also, it's not battery powered. You have to plug it in. Every All the other Volcas are battery powered. This is going to be the first one that doesn't run off of batteries. Makes it's sense. It's a fucking mixer, though, right? There's, um, is it the speakers? It might be the speakers, because for some fucking reason, they decided to waste real estate... To put fucking speakers on it. You know what you could also do? Is have a little jack on the side of it. And then sell a little fucking speaker. Yeah. You'd be like, just plug your speaker into this thing. And then for 90% of the people <clears> who don't <throat> want speakers, they don't have to fucking deal with it. Right. You could even make the speakers the size of the little Volca form factor. Yeah. This is, it, I think it's just a miss across the fucking board. It yeah. is. Whereas, you know, everybody wants, like, everyone's looking for the $200 mixer you can use to play a live set with. Yeah. Everybody kind of gets to it, and then they fuck it up. Man. <laughs> I feel like they just fucked it up. Yeah. Because this, like, if they would have done this right, this could have been a mixer that people, even who weren't using it for Volcas, mm-hmm. could have used. Now I can't imagine someone with Volcas using it, let alone someone who doesn't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one more on my underwhelming list. Oh yeah, New Antares Auto Tune. Oh, I missed I did, that. I didn't even see that. Yeah. It's uh, basically a reskin <laughs> of Auto Tune Five. That's it. Oh, is it the, like a graphic of T-Pain, though? <laughs> no, no. It allows you to access the um, Auto-Tune 5 mode, which a lot of people liked more than the other versions. So now you can upgrade for $500 to go back. To, to go back. Yeah. Holy shit. That. Two steps forward, one step back, right? I'm looking on gear slots. I always be like, yes, finally, I can get the sound back from Auto-Tune 5. Just fucking install Auto-Tune 5. <laughs> I mean, it, it had like one or two extra things that it mentioned, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like They got to milk it right now, though, because every fucking trap song that exists right now is Auto-Tuned yeah. fuck. Yeah. And now you can get that classic sound back. Yeah. The classic. Auto-Tune 5. I found a, a toy in... Uh, can't even remember where it was like Target or something. It was a little little microphone, like toy. You know what I mean? And had his image on it, and it's the T Pain microphone. Sing like a pro, dude. Did it have Auto Tune Five on it? Were people going nuts? I, you pushed the button, and it was just his voice all auto tuned. It said, "Sing <laughs> like a pro." I was just like, "Gotta buy this." That's really meta. You're gonna buy a microphone, but yeah. all it lets you do is play him saying you should sing like a pro. Yeah, buy this cool. micro. Wait, what? That, that was it on my uh, the bad list. Yeah, mine says Digi Meh underneath Volcom Mixer, <laughs> but I don't know how much I want to go into that. We can. Yeah, I've been unload yet. <laughs> so the Digitone. So which videos did you see? Did you see the ones with um, Simon? That's I saw the, the one with Chank. I saw the ridiculous one with him, like with Dataline playing with Koi Fish and 
walking yeah. around oh, in the garden. God, yeah. That was that was very inspiring. I I instantly pre-ordered three of them. <laughs> Inauspicious starts. That was like the first video I think. That was like the teaser, and it's gone downhill from there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's as Greg very eloquently said. It's like it's like an, it's a preset synth, but it's not a preset synth. They're like fixed. You know, there are ratios and frequencies that sound good that they want you to use. And a lot of the point of FM is, yeah, you might get to a point where it's phased out and you hear nothing, but you can completely experiment with it. You start to understand how an operator works. Mm -hmm. You can start to build things that have like very weird areas that are in between certain frequencies that someone might want you to use. But, but they, they were so proud of removing that from the user. Yeah. Okay, fine. There, there should be some presets that get you started. But to remove the editing capabilities that make an FM synth so attractive and allows you to get you know a sound that's you know pretty unique and dial into what you're trying to do that comes comes from understanding yeah. what it's doing or not understanding what it's doing and just sit there for a while and fucking play with it and go oh shit I came across something that sounds good save that yeah and especially in 2018 are you going to tell me that you can't do an advanced mode yeah. where the knobs now just scan through all the regular values instead of some ray of the safe values you want people to use did you read the John Chowning interview on the Electron site? No. I thought that was interesting. It was him talking about just him, you know, discovering FM, not inventing it. And he even like, you could tell he tried to like compliment them. He's like, oh, you've made this in a way that's very different and easy to use. Like, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it proves itself out. Like, I think the Digitact is obviously doing what it's doing right now because, you know, for better or worse, generally kind of worse because of the way they've decided to treat it as an instrument. So we'll see if their new small things kind of hold up over time. I'm a little skeptical right now. Yeah, I wasn't too hyped on it. Like, I don't see why they couldn't have integrated that into, uh, you know, like the Digitech. We had that conversation via email. Like, you were kind of for the fact that it's its own thing. And I could see that. But like me, I looked at it and I just kind of thought, like, this could be a Mono Machine Mark Three. You know what I mean? It's like, funny because after we had that email thing, I thought about it for a while. And then the next day I was like, why couldn't they just have made something that was a little less specific and be like, we're going to make this kind of platform. Exactly. It's very yeah. simple that will allow you to have some modes. Charge me like 50 bucks for the FM mode or something like that. I'm on board if you can do it right in a way that doesn't suck. Yeah. So I kind of went back. I like single purpose things, but I think especially if you're going to dupe an interface very closely like that, then maybe step back and think about how you could repurpose something. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel too, like I, I fucking love the analog rhythm from electrons, my favorite drum machine ever. And I've learned a little now with having the Digitac that there's a certain depth that it doesn't have in the Digitac that I really like in the rhythm. I like that there are a bevy of different options. I don't know if I like their pared down equipment that much. Yeah. Like it's just, Give me that depth that I want to do designer. Give me the flexibility to have that depth be in other things like with multi outs or with some other like forward thinking stuff. Or maybe just let us load one FM voice into the Digitact. Yeah. Like, I guess. It I seemed know. like it was really well received. I mean, as far as like the videos and the hype and mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's probably going to sell well. Yeah. People seem really happy. I mean, people are already buying it. You know? yeah, it yeah. sold out instantly yeah. for the run that they made. But how much of that is this going to be like? people jumping on the hype train you know yeah. like like look how many digitax are up for sale right now used yep. you know now that the honeymoon phase is worn off of that you know are and people like going to get bored with this thing in three months i i have to assume that it won't even take that long but the digitone i feel like the from beginning to boredom is pr it's a pretty short walk yeah and i think yeah. 
I think they may have a real problem if people keep buying their stuff and realizing there's no legs on them anymore. They might be doing well with sales now and they're getting a lot of like hype. People are buying them. But if the secondary market blows up with this shit, people are going to notice. Yeah. People are going to notice that <clears throat> this, stuff, this stuff gets unloaded. Right. Maybe there's something that, maybe there's something not so great about them. Yeah, I'd honestly rather have a Volca FM if I wanted something yeah. like that. I would just parameter lock it with a Digitact or something else. <laughs> like, well, I don't get the, it. The Volca even has parameter locking. True. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? All the, like, yeah. all the Volcas do. Yeah. And that seems to be the biggest thing is people are saying, well, no, the, the four operator and you know presets in this thing aren't that innovative, but you're getting the electron sequencer, which takes it to a whole different level that you can't get with other stuff. And it's like, well... If you already own something like the Digitag, you, you could just do that <laughs> to a different yeah. FM box with more features. You totally. know what yep. I mean? Yeah. But and they tried to call out like, "Oh, we have different waveforms," and it's like, "So did the TX eight one Z." You know, this is nothing. It's nothing new. Yeah. Did you man? <laughs> we still on? Are we still on meh? I'm out of meh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have any meh left. I think that's it for my meh. No, right, let's, let's. Wait, I did have. Well. Well. Huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if this is worth talking about. But the Sonicware ELZ One, it looks like an OP One ripoff. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that and thinking that whatever that is, it looks like an OP One <laughs> ripoff. Actually, all the comments in the YouTube video were basically, "Wait, is this is this another teenage engineering thing?" Hmm. I was like, "No," um, but the sound of it was incredibly boring. Like it was almost like decidedly like lo-fi. Mm. Like not eight, oh, not no, full on eight one. bit, but it was very like raw and like not in an interesting sort of like teethy no. way. It just sounded like a like a toy, mm. yeah. um, a very expensive and in, like well over designed toy. Teenage Engineering didn't announce anything except for the two new um, little pocket operators. Pockets. Pocket operators, yeah. yeah. It just seems so silly. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't. Really I get have it. one. I've, I like never use it, but like. Anytime I'm like actually working on something, like it's, I'm not gonna go to this little <laughs> toy usually. Like I'll, yeah. I go towards a bigger, more robust actual drum machine or the modular or something. You know what I mean? circling back to the good yeah. well are we circling back to euro because um i feel like there's a there's a number of things to talk about in euro uh one thing that i did want to bring up was the geiger counter pro it's only yeah. a fucking pedal there's got to be a module yeah. follow-up with that i presume i would hope because yeah i thought the same thing i got super excited and then i read it I was like oh it's just a pedal do you know what the big features are of the two like what the differences are versus one i didn't look at specs or anything um there were more controls. There's sure. more controls, way more waves now. And I think higher quality sound overall. I don't think it's limited to 8-bit anymore. Mm. I think they touched up the preamp a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I glanced at it, but I was like, well, until this is in module format, I'm not going to pay it too yeah. much mind. Yeah. But I'm surprised it didn't announce, like, yeah, like you said, like, why wait? Like, why not yeah. release them both at the same time? <laughs> kind of weird, but... The fuck were we talking about? Euro. Announced Euro. it now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Erica since fucking killing it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Everything they announced, I was like, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Like, even the basic 909, you know, there's already a bunch of modules that do 909 drum sounds, but for some reason, 
they look nice. Yeah. They sounded good. Very uh, to the point. They have CV control, unlike some of the tip-top ones. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they sounded pretty good. I think you were hyped up the most about the, the graphic VCO. The graphic VCO. Um, it's coming out uh, in February, towards the end of February. Allegedly, it's supposed to be his birthday. So that's um, going to be like the first one out then from the whole new yeah, lineup. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, I think, the, the one that was announced the longest ago. Mm-hmm. It's actually been announced like well over a year ago. I thought it was out. <clears throat> that, yeah, I guess they've been working on it this whole time. Yeah. Um, like everything sounded great that, he, that they were going through. All of the sort of like post-morph effects. Yeah, it sounded good as hell. Yeah. I liked it. it. It appealed to me, but at the same time, I'm like, man, there's a lot of good wavetable options out yeah. there are out yeah. there now. Like, yeah. it's, it's really hard to pick. Like, you got the 352, you got that. The Piston Honda Mark III was announced. Like, yep. there's a lot of good stuff out there as far as wavetable sense go. But like, it, I, I like the look of that too, and it mm-hmm. goes well with the other new stuff that they announced that I kind of want. You know, like yeah. the. the the sequencer is huge. The the drum computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, man, is it crazy fun? That, yeah. The crazy buttons. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the fact that like there are buttons. Not everything's behind a menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're like the nine hundred nine buttons too. They're like yeah. Almost exactly. Yeah. Like with the lights. And exactly. Things. Yeah, like little mechanical with the lights on. I was like, that's a nice touch to pair up with your nine hundred nine Erica drum modules. You know, mm-hmm. and like yeah. I think it's forty eight HP. Like it's yeah fucking gigantic, Boy. but it has like. 16 outs. Yeah, the entire <laughs> top is just filled with fucking yeah. outs. Like, yeah. it is, you're, you can control every, tons of shit yeah, with it. Yeah, every channel has a trigger and an accent. Yeah. Plus, there is, I think, one CV and gate channel, so you yeah. can do notes with it as well. It's like an LFO out, too. One or two. Of I think so, yeah. Out. There's like a modulation output. Um, it has uh, instant pattern changing. It has. Yeah, that's nice. What the hell else did it have? Probability per step. Yeah, probability per um, step. Direction per track. Um, and their demos were just great. Yeah, yeah, like they knew what the hell they were talking about. They looked like they were having fun playing with it. They jammed out a bunch. I think they're uh, taking Erica since to the next level with this new batch of stuff. Yeah, the resonant EQ. Oh, that looks oh, fucking yeah. great. It's insane. Like that looks uh, awesome. Digital control over pretty much oh, every, sorry, every band. resonant EQ kind yeah. of. Like, yeah, oh, get the fuck out. I I want to hear more demos of how it sounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, functionality-wise and just how it looks, the GUI and everything, I'm like, this looks fantastic, <laughs> you know? Like, I've been asking for a CV-controllable resonant, you know, EQ for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I just feel like they know what the fuck they're doing as a company, too. Like, they have yeah. kind of their vision. Mm-hmm. They make their products. They're always very solid. They're rarely, like, derivative. It's always some new twist on stuff. And they have black panels. Yeah. So it's yeah, always yeah. like, oh, you guys just seem to like just be killing it. And even too, like, I mean, they have the big stuff, um, but also the Pico series. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The Picos, the black series, yeah. like their kind of noise rig they made that's tube based. They have a very diverse like catalog yeah. of stuff. They announced the um, Black Hole DSP yeah. version two mm-hmm. also, which um, I kind of want. Like, I didn't own the version one, but I do have the, the Pico DSPs, which is like, you know, the junior version of it. Yeah. And uh, it's left me wanting more to accompany them, not as a replacement to the Picos. Like, I like them. I like yeah, how they're yeah. small, but I'd also like one bigger, too, for when I need to do more complex yeah. processing. And uh, it seemed pretty cool. And it has, a like, a dial on the front that you can basically downscale the, the CPU. You know what I mean? Like, you, Oh, like in the ZDSP. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's ZDSP, cool you have to do it with, you know, CV. 
and it's kind of touchy. You, you know what I mean? It's hard to like. And you got to get up to 30, 30 kilohertz to get it back up to nominal pace. Yes. Which is not a lot. I mean, outside of their own VCO, yeah. it's not, not many things do that. Yeah. I never thought about that. This has a knob right on front. Yep. You just tweak it, and all of a sudden you're, you know, bit crushing your entire affected. And you're not uh, you're, and you're not dedicating an oscillator just to power this thing. Right. Another one I saw was the uh, SSF Muton. I thought that was kind of a sleeper. Um, I missed that. It's kind of announced later. It's really it's kind of simple. It's like an eight channel VCA in like fourteen HP, and it's also a cascading mixer with mute okay. buttons on it. Uh, really like hmm. I think I could get rid of a few modules, put that in, have mute buttons on a mixer, and then be able to patch out and have eight separate VCAs. I saw that and like CB control over the VCAs yeah. too. Cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. That and the uh Mordax granular yeah. uh, sampler. Though I didn't hear it, I thought like just seeing it, I was like, Oh, if that's simple, that could be interesting. Deal with it. I watched the demos for that, I wasn't blown away. Hmm. Um the screen is real nice. It seems real cool to be able to see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but like audio wise, it didn't seem to offer much that you can't already do. Yeah. With like clouds in looping mode or like a time safari mark two. Gotcha. You, you know what I mean? Like it's just, you can do obviously really tight grains and move throughout it and things like that. To, the last thing on my list is Bitbox 2.0 firmware, like destroys that Mordax module. Well, it looks interesting to me, that new Bitbox 2.0 stuff, like if that module had been released with that firmware, I would still have it for yeah. sure. It's ridiculous now. You can do like multiple loop points that you set, run in any direction. Like it's, they fixed pretty much all the issues that I would have had with it. Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned a few episodes by now, like I was getting kind of leaning more and more towards getting one. And as soon as I watched that, I was like, well, I'm sold. Like, yeah, I have <laughs> to get one amazing. now. Yeah. The way you can have like multiple loops within one sample and then kind of step through those as a group. That's of exactly sounds. That's what like I've been looking for. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That's so smart. But, uh, there was one other granular thing that caught my eye in them, the uh, the Qubit Nebula version 2. Uh, I saw the did 2 version. That? I did see that, yeah. I don't yeah. know what the differences are. Uh, a lot. Huh? It, it's like a mutant cloud slash morphogene now that isn't as expensive or hard to use. <laughs> like, I took some notes on that one. Did you too, Dave? So you're um, looking at your sheet. I actually have notes on a different Qubit. Ooh, I have notes okay. on the scanned module. Okay. also looks awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Nebula 2, because I owned the version 1 for a minute, and I just kind of, I just didn't get into it too much. You know what I mean? It wasn't what I was looking for. I ended up getting, like, two clouds instead and Mm -hmm. did things that way. But you can do sound on sound, destructive overdubbing, five-minute recording buffer time, and unlike the one it does, you know, the real-time processing, recording and all that, you're not just reading from the card. It's like a it's it's like a full functional sampler with granular options on top of it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, independent pitch and speed. That's cool. That is cool. I don't understand how it works though, because like I was yeah. looking closely <laughs> at the module, I did not see like a BPM or like clock in. So mm. I don't understand how it's gonna do time stretching without you telling it the parameters of the time maybe just pull <laughs> like pulls it apart kind of thing like regardless yeah, yeah. Beat. he like, did like some audio examples of it too it sounded great i was hmm. like that's pretty cool but like I, yeah i don't understand what magic's going on under the hood there or if it's just doing like an auto detect right you know what i mean i don't know <laughs> but either way it's it's a nice 
Is that is it module one you can load like pure data patches into? Yeah, and you can do it with this as well. Um, cool. he, he did mention at the end that the firmware is open source and that you can load pure data, C sound, and super collider patches into it. Wow, and that's like awesome. turn it into your own thing, basically. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I presume even if the firmware out of the factory is like what people want, someone's going to fine tune it to do crazier yeah, shit, I'm yeah, sure, because yeah. it's going to, it seems like a fully capable machine. You wanted to talk to Scanner? Uh, scanned. Scanned? Scanned. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, so it is a organic wavetable VCO. And this, this is going based on their description. It uh, uses scan synthesis to generate complex sounds. So basically there's vibrating string sort of things, and it's based on like how much this hammer hits it, gives it its uh, different qualities. It kind of sounded a little bit like an elements. Yeah, element. I was going to say, that sounds kind of like physical modeling to some degree. The mm-hmm. sounds didn't sound like that, though. It had no. like, this like very hyper staccato sound hmm. that like tapered off. Yeah, that one has no screen or display, too, no, either, right? No. Which is kind of rare with newer wavetable stuff. Right. But I was intrigued by it, but didn't know much about what was going on. I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but it definitely caught my eye. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about the Nebula. I was like, I don't, like, I've been wanting, you know, granular stuff, but the fact that it's, like, one sound that you're manipulating, you know, yeah. you can't layer. Yeah. I'm like, at the same time, I could also get a bitbox and probably achieve similar mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I mean, while we're on the topic of wavetable, we did not bring up the 4MS spherical wavetable navigator. Which is interesting because it's like eight voice, right? It's six, six, independ- six independent um, voices. Whoa. They have um, their own global and individual voice per octave. There's also independent LFOs that are either independent or synced. And there's basically like a mixer section at the top that have mutes for each of them on and off. Uh, then there's the LFO section in the middle, and then there's the wavetable sphere selector. And the way they described it was basically think of it as like a sphere of wavetables, and you're controlling the beam that goes through it. Mm-hmm. Huh. It seems like a little abstract, um, and some of the sounds were a little wonky, but some of the videos, it was just like a, like a one-module drone machine. Mm-hmm. Like and like really crazy stuff, like really, um, really dynamic, really changing. Um, and you can see like you know there's a ton of these uh, modulation points for it. Um, and as they're just feeding with this modulation and turning mutes on and off, some of the videos were pretty amazing actually. Um, I don't know how necessarily musical it is. Yeah. Um, but as a dr- if you were looking for like a drone oscillator, uh, that that seems like it would be a, a a good candidate. I that think one. It, I think they're independent, like bolt proactive inputs. So you oh. could they're either independent or there's a global vo- uh, volt oh, per octave. And that's that, cool. that was the only complaint that I had was there was a lot of um, global versus local and there was like crazy key combinations. Yeah, I noticed that because it seemed like there was like some sequencer mode at the top yeah, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like weird how you got there. I don't know if I'd like. You gotta like hold this and that. turn this and yeah. Yeah, shit like that can get old, but. It's yeah. how the STS is too. Yeah. To get to a lot of the stuff. Oh, wait, we forgot about the Maleco modules. We yeah. we talked about oh, the Manther. Shit, yeah. We forgot about the reveal. Yeah, I think all the new ones are, well, except for the Manther Growl, which is obviously a, uh, the voice of the Manther yep. in Euro format, um, are like quad style. You, had the, you have the quad drum, the quad LFO, the quad envelope, and you also have the random module, which looks pretty cool. I think, Dave, you were kind of 
hyped on that one because it's kind of Turing machine-ish. Where oh, you can that was loop. fired up for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the uh, the quad drum. Like I I don't know if that's going to be like perhaps the heart of the future Mr. D or something, but uh, it's pretty cool. From what I know, it's purely analog. You get a lot of control over four different kick drums, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's being labeled just like kick drums. You can get other sounds with it, you know. But for the most part, it seems like it's going to be brutal for just crazy-ass kicks. Was there videos of this stuff where they actually went through each of the modules? N- not like... I remember there was like a... like Not like a jam, but like... Yeah, he was basically they just kind of demoed them, mentioned that they were prototypes. Yeah, yeah. I, I never saw like an in-depth one. That's why I'm wondering like... Because I think they're all still very much prototypes, so I guess they don't want to talk about it too much because it all might be changed in the right, near right. future. But yeah. yeah, it's cool that they're using the Variegate Four format for some more stuff. I think it lends itself well. They have that quad envelope. Yeah, makes, and all the sliders. It looks nice. Yeah, it makes sense. I like seeing the prototypes in black. I wish I could get yeah the retails <laughs> in black. I was like, that looks pretty sweet. Sense a theme here, listeners. <laughs> so, Dave. Yes. You have a game for us. I do have a game. Now, um, full disclosure, this is Greg's idea. <laughs> I was uh, I was just watching videos at work. I hate myself in like a really powerful <laughs> way. Um, so one of the ways that I um, emphasize that is uh, I will often read YouTube comments. Yeah, yeah. And I just go form oh, of punishment. It is. It is. It's, yeah. It's like a masochistic <laughs> act. Digital flagellation. <laughs> yes, it is exactly that. For some reason, I thought the the ones on based on Nam would be bland or you know just like oh that sounds awesome no it turns out they're crazy <laughs> um so greg came up with this idea uh for this game so uh i'm going to read you a comment and give you uh four choices four yeah, four Ooh. and you guys are going to guess uh what video you think it was for uh-huh. i'm into it so the first one you guys ready i'm yeah. ready are you ready this thing is the fucking future unfortunately i can't afford that future Hopefully in 10 years I can pick one up used on eBay for 100 bucks. Was this from a video for A, the Waldorf Quantum, B, the Behringer Neutron, C, the Korg Prologue, or D, the Udo Newman Synthesizer? Oh, God. I hope no one really wants to buy the Udo. <laughs> I'm going to go with A, the, the Quantum, just because that thing is insanely expensive. I'm going B. The, ne- the neutron, the neutron, the Behringer shit. The correct answer is A, the Waldorf Quantum. Oh, okay. Right now, the sticker price is four thousand three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's the last one I saw. That'll never drop to a hundred dollars on eBay, but yeah, I that's, hope that that's dude what can made keep me dreaming. <laughs> Think of the Behringer one. You guys ready for the next one? Oh yeah. I really like it. By the way, I have brain damage. <laughs> Was this from a video for A, the Geiger Counter Pro? B, Deckard's Dream, C, the Struckel Orsel Tube Distortion Module, or D, the Maleko Manther? Oh, shit. This is a hard one. C. Which one was C? The Struckel Distortion. You're going with Distortion? Yeah. This is tough. I'm, I'm going to go with A, the Geiger Counter Pro. The correct answer was D, the Maleko Manther. Ah, uh. Gotcha. Yeah, this was not gotcha. someone who was not a fan. You clearly have to have brain damage to appreciate a monosynth, I guess. Okay. All right. All right, next question. Vinegar tits. <laughs> That's it. That's Alpha and Omega, yeah. this comment. Correct answer. Was this 
from a video four, A, the Empress affects Zoya pedal, B, the Strymon magneto delay module, C, the STG envelope generator, or D, Pittsburgh Microvolt 3900. I'm going to go with the fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah. D. D. You, you are both correct. It is for the Microvolt. <laughs> I have no idea if that's good or bad. Vinegar tits. <laughs> you know. For some reason, it just seems appropriate. Like, yeah. Yeah. We were wondering, who would this appeal to? Obviously, people that like vinegar tits. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We found the demographic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Powwow. Wow, wow, wow. Poo. Hmm. Was this from a video for A, the Teenage Engineering Pocket Operator 33, B, the Pittsburgh Microvolt 3900, C, the Strymon Magneto Delay, or D, the Korg Volca Mixer. C. What's C? The Strymon Magneto Delay. I'll go with that Volca Mixer. The correct answer is C, the Ooh. Strymon Magneto Delay. Got and it. it was not a cuckoo video. This Damn. is a perfect circuit video. Pow, wow, 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 poo. There's uh, four. Four some, O's of poo. For some reason, that sound just in my head was like, I can see that some someone verbally expressing what a delay is doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but okay. You crawled inside the mind of this YouTube <laughs> comment. <laughs> Joke's on you. I was actually the one making all these comments. Yes. All right, next question. Can we get this, but with only the bossa nova setting? <laughs> Was this a video for A, the Korg KR55 Pro Rhythm Machine? B, the Casio CTX700 Portable Keyboard? C, the Yamaha Montage OS 2.0 update? Or D, the Korg Prologue? Shit. This is a hard one. I'm going A. You're going A? That's kind of what I was leaning towards, too. I'm, I'm going to go with Nick A. You guys are both correct. Yeah. It was the Korg KR55 Pro Rhythm Machine. Hell yeah. Uh, Which we we forgot the to shit all over I, during our bad section. Are there that many people that just need like a backing beat like that? Like, is that a real thing? It could be. I don't know. Is there not a million things that could already yeah. handle that? The, uh, the teaser video with like the guy has one of those in one hand and it could acoustic guitar in the other and he's like setting up uh -huh. in a coffee shop that yep. looks like the one from friends yes <sighs> for real we have like fucking supercomputers in our pockets you wouldn't just play <laughs> like a loop you bought or some shit i mean that's why drum machines exist in the first place like that's why yeah. all them fucking rhythm machines came out and shit was uh -huh. to do that like it's hard it just kind of blows my mind that in 2018 we need a new one yeah. to do that yeah but who knows yeah next question that's what the future looked like in 1998. <laughs> Was this from a video for A, the Bitwig Studio 2.3 update? B, the Alessis Vortex wireless keyboard controller? Yes. C, the Udo Newman synthesizer concept? Or D, the Roland Cloud TR-808 and TR-909 drum machine VST plugins? Um, what? <laughs> Yeah, they released those. I missed that. Um, I'm going to go with B, the keytar. Yeah. The correct answer is C, Damn. the Udo Newman synthesizer concept. What? Hmm. 
we've already spent plenty of time shitting on that. I yeah, yeah. Going. I can see that being the future in 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I kind okay. of feel like we wanted that future in <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time. Yeah, and we realized it kind of sucked. All right, so this is the last one. Pretty dumb. That's it. <coughs> Was this from a video for A, the Korg Volca mix, B, the Waldorf STVC string synthesizer and vocorder, C, the Udo Newman synthesizer concept, or D, the Playtime Engineering Blipbox children's synthesizer? <laughs> I'm going to say the children's synthesizer. Yeah. There's got to be some asshat out there who's going to shit talk a children's synthesizer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, no, the, the correct answer is B, the uh, Waldorf STVC strength synthesizer and vocoder. Hmm. Okay. Someone, eh, no, I don't think anyone was shit talking the uh, Blipbox children synthesizer. <laughs> I could, uh, the videos for that, actually, everyone seemed to be just fired up for either getting it for their kid or pretending, pretending they're getting yeah. it for the kid. <laughs> yeah, here you go, play with the kid. Yeah, give me that fucking thing back. <laughs> I wasn't keeping score. I'm sure you both did well. We all win. Yeah. We're all winners. Yeah. And for our listeners at home, you can get the uh, Play at Home version on DVD and VHS <laughs> next month. And the Criterion Laserdisc shortly <laughs> after. <laughs>